0: Hello, everyone. My name is Chris Rouse, and I would like to welcome you to this podcast. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And we are still in the liturgical season of Easter. Now, today I want to explore a different format for our time together. I would like to offer Stations of the Resurrection During Lent and Holy Week, which we uh, came through just prior to uh, Easter, many individuals, um, perhaps uh, online or in person through their local congregations, different organizations, um, perhaps just uh, as a, a, a personal Um, pilgrimage of sorts. Many individuals, excuse me, walked through the Stations of the Cross. And the Stations of the Cross, you can look them up online, they are a series of moments and reflections that take you through Christ's journey to the cross. And they feature um, devotional content, Uh, points of meditation and prayer. Often, these stations of the cross, they are designed to help us in both remembering the sacrifice of Christ and remembering our call to self-sacrifice as uh, disciples and followers of Jesus. During this Easter season, I've been trying to reflect myself on various moments that happen after the resurrection. I think so often we build up Easter as a single event. It's a a one-time Sunday celebration of Christ's resurrection. And then we move on in the rush of life. To whatever comes next. But in liturgical time, Easter is an entire season, and so we need to linger around the empty tomb, I think, a bit longer. And just as the season of Lent gives us time to soak in the shadow of the cross, the Easter season gives us time to To soak in the shadow of the moved stone. So today I want to simply offer five scripture readings as stations for us to stop at, and then pause with a question or questions for reflection at each station. As we re-experience the events of Christ's resurrection. May we find the Spirit at work. Will you join me today on this resurrection journey? This is Pneumaturgical. For the first of our five stations, I would like to read from Mark chapter 16. At the rising of the sun, After the Sabbath, on the first day of the week, the two Marys and Salome brought sweet-smelling spices they had purchased to the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. Along the way, they wondered to themselves how they would roll the heavy stone away from the opening. But when they arrived, the stone was already rolled away in spite of its weight and size. Stepping through the opening, they were startled to see a young man in a white robe, seated inside and to the right. And this man in white said, don't be afraid. You came seeking Jesus of Nazareth, the one who was crucified. He is gone. He has risen. See the place where his body was laid. Go back and tell Peter and his disciples that he goes before you into Galilee, just as he said. You will see him there when you arrive. The women went out quickly, and when they were outside the tomb, they ran away trembling and astonished. Along their way, they didn't stop to say anything to anyone because they were too afraid. Now, after he rose from the dead early on Sunday, Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene, a woman out of whom he had cast seven demons. She brought this news back to all those who had followed him and were still mourning and weeping, but they refused to believe she had seen Jesus alive. After that, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them as they walked through the countryside, and again, the others did not believe it. So, as we pause at this first station of the resurrection today, I want to ask you these two questions. What? do you find terrifying? And what do you find hard to believe? Let's just take a moment of silent prayer and reflection to think about that. For our second station of the resurrection today, I'd like to continue our journey by reading from John chapter 20, beginning at verse 11. Mary Magdalene, however, stood outside the tomb, sobbing, crying, and kneeling at its entrance. As she cried, two heavenly messengers appeared before her, sitting where Jesus' head and feet had been laid. They said, Dear woman, why are you weeping? Mary Magdalene said, They have taken away my Lord, and I cannot find him. After uttering these words, she turned around to see Jesus standing before her, but she did not recognize him. Jesus said, Dear woman, why are you sobbing? Who is it you are looking for? She still had no idea who it was before her. Thinking he was the gardener, she muttered, sir, if you are the one who carried him away, then tell me where he is and I will retrieve him. Jesus said, Mary. Mary Magdalene As she was turning to Jesus, she spoke in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means my teacher. Jesus said, Mary, you cannot hold me. I must rise above this world to be with my Father, who is also your Father, my God, who is also your God. Go tell this to all my brothers. Mary Magdalene obeyed and went directly to his disciples. And she announced to them, I have seen the Lord, and this is what he said to me. So as we pause today at the second station, I would like to ask you these questions. Why are you crying? And who is it that you are looking for? Let's pause in prayer for a moment here. For our third station of the resurrection, we will be journeying through Luke chapter 24 and we're going to begin at verse 13. That same day, two other disciples, not of the eleven, are traveling the seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. As they walk along, they talk back and forth about. All that has transpired during recent days. While they're talking, discussing, and conversing, Jesus catches up to them and begins walking with them, but for some reason they don't recognize him. You two seem deeply engrossed in conversation, Jesus said. What are you talking about as you walk along this road? They stop walking and just stand there looking sad. One of them, Cleopas is his name, speaks up and says, You must be the only visitor in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about what's been going on over the last few days. Jesus said, What are you talking about? And so the two told him, It's all about the man named Jesus of Nazareth. He was a mighty prophet who did amazing miracles and preached powerful messages in the sight of God and everyone around. Our chief priest and authorities handed him over to be executed, crucified, in fact. We had been hoping that he was the one, you know, the one who would liberate all Israel and bring God's promises. Anyway, On top of all this, just this morning, the third day after the execution, some women in our group really shocked us. (laughs) They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't see his body anywhere. Then they came back and told us they did see something, a vision of heavenly messengers, and these messengers said that Jesus was alive. Some people in our group went to the tomb to check it out, and just as the women had said it was empty, but they didn't see Jesus. So Jesus said, come on men, why are you being so foolish? Why are your hearts so sluggish when it comes to believing what the prophets have been saying all along? Didn't it have to be this way? Didn't the anointed one have to experience these sufferings in order to come into his glory? Then he begins with Moses and continues, prophet by prophet, explaining the meaning of the Hebrew scriptures, showing how they were talking about the very things that had happened to Jesus. About this time, they are nearing their destination. Jesus keeps walking ahead as if he has no plans to stop there, but they convince him to join them. They said, please be our guest. It's getting late, and soon it will be too dark to walk. So he accompanies them to their home. When they sit down at the table for dinner, he takes the bread in his hands, he gives thanks for it, and then he breaks it and hands it to them. At that instant, two things happen simultaneously. Their eyes are suddenly opened, so they recognize him, and he instantly vanishes, just disappears before their eyes. So the two of them said to each other, Amazing! Weren't our hearts on fire within us while he was talking to us on the road? Didn't you feel it all coming clear as he explained the meaning of the Hebrew scriptures? So they got up immediately, and they rushed back to Jerusalem, all seven miles, where they find the eleven gathered together, the eleven plus a number of others. Before Cleopas and his companions can tell their story, the others have their own story to tell. So as we pause at this third station of the resurrection Let's reflect on these questions When have you had trouble recognizing Jesus? When has your heart been on fire? And when have you felt it all coming clear. Let's pause and think about these things in prayer for a moment. For our fourth station of the resurrection. We're going to head back to the Gospel of John, chapter 20. We're going to begin reading at verse 19. On that same evening, Resurrection Sunday, the followers of Jesus, they gathered together behind locked doors in fear that some of the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem were still searching for them. Out of nowhere, Jesus appeared in the center of the room, and he said, May each one of you be at peace. As he was speaking, he revealed the wounds in his hands and sighed. The disciples began to celebrate as it sank in that they were really seeing the Lord. Jesus said, I give you the gift of peace. In the same way the Father sent me, I am now sending you. Now he drew close enough to each of them that they could feel his breath. He breathed on them and said, welcome the Holy Spirit of the living God. You now have the mantle of God's forgiveness. As you go, you are able to share the life-giving power to forgive sins or to withhold forgiveness. So as we pause in this room with Jesus, a couple of questions to consider. What is the gift Jesus has for you and where are you called to share forgiveness let's have a moment of prayer as we think about these things And for our final station of the resurrection today, we continue on in John's Gospel, chapter 20. All of the eleven were present when Jesus appeared, with the exception of Thomas. He heard the accounts of each brother's interaction with the Lord, and the other disciples said, We have seen the Lord. But Thomas said, Until I see his hands, feel the wounds of the nails, and put my hand to his side, I won't believe what you are saying. Eight days later, they gathered again behind locked doors, and Jesus reappeared. This time, Thomas was with them, and Jesus said, May each one of you be at peace. And he drew close to Thomas. Jesus said, reach out and touch me. See the punctures in my hands. Reach out your hand and put it to my side. Leave behind your faithlessness and believe. Thomas, who was filled with emotion, said, you are the one true God and Lord of my life. Jesus said, Thomas, you have faith because you have seen me. Blessed are all those who never see me and yet they still believe. So a couple of questions as we pause at this last station. When have you needed proof? And can you believe even if you don't see. Let's pause for one moment of prayer as we think about these things. join me in closing our time together with this prayer. Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, creator of new life, every second chance, a testimony that your work is never finished. May our lives always find the path where the stones have been moved. Jesus, the resurrection is your invitation to tell our stories, to tell the truth, to wait long enough for things to become clear so that we can realize what we need to leave behind. Holy Spirit, help us to listen, to believe to recognize when the truth is in front of us, even if it is a stranger. Help us not to shame ourselves for sometimes needing the proof, because in the end, all you desire to give is forgiveness and peace and hope. Amen. hey everyone i've enjoyed being able to share in these stations of the resurrection with you today i pray that they have offered you some space and some moments to consider what the spirit is at work doing in you and through you during this easter season i'm so thankful that you're joining me on this pneumaturgical journey And if you are continuing to enjoy uh, the contents and material that we're going through, uh, I would be so delighted and so grateful if you would leave a review, uh, a rating. Uh, You can reach out with any comments, uh, pneumaturgical at gmail.com. Blessings to each of you as you continue journeying through this Easter season.